waiver wire. Getting going. Rock and roll. It's here to stay. Or it's dead, depending on your perspective. A truly shocking week on the waiver wire. I didn't fully appreciate what was available on the waiver wire this week until I really sat down and started looking. And I was like, wait a second. This guy's available, and that guy's available. And look at all these running backs that are available. We haven't had this many running backs available all year. And we haven't had this few wide receivers available all year. So this is the first week all season where there are significantly more attractive running backs than there are attractive wide receivers. This is just a rare event. So let's enjoy it. First and foremost, let's get started. Jeremy McNichols. And I have talked ad nauseum about Jeremy McNichols. I don't need to get into it. You guys know. Everybody knows. The whole world knows. I love Jeremy McNichols. He's been disrespected his entire career. I don't know why he wasn't drafted earlier. I don't know why he wasn't elevated up a depth chart before now. And it took two injuries simultaneously. Both running backs ahead of him on the depth chart, both Derrick Henry and Darrington Evans, both go down in order for Jeremy McNichols to get an opportunity. He runs a sub 4-5-40. He has above average burst, great agility. He has requisite size. He has a high BMI, 82nd percentile BMI. So he can withstand a full workload. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This Jeremy McNichols character is durable and he's efficient. 5.4 yards per carry this year. He's already has 18 receptions in a in a truly supporting backup role. He's been good. I mean, he's number two in the league in fantasy points per opportunity. He's, as a receiver, been excellent. 2.58 yards per route run. That's number six among NFL running backs. And a 36% juke rate, evaded tackles per touch. That's near top of the league. What's not to like about this guy? Why would you just assume the Tennessee Titans are going to add a 40-year-old running back in Adrian Peterson and make him the workhorse back, not Jeremy McNichols? Why would they just hand the keys to Peterson and then go, go, go get 25 carries a game, Peterson? You're our new Derrick Henry. No, they're not going to do that. Adrian Peterson, at this point in his career, is a shell, like a very, very thin shell. Just the thinnest of shells of his former self. Jeremy McNichols is 25 years old. He's in his super prime, and he has low mileage. So this is it. This is it. And, and, and get out of here with the carries. I don't care. Oh, well, Peterson's going to get more carries, and therefore, uh, Peterson will likely get more total touches. As if that matters. Get out of here with carries. I don't want to hear about carries. Enough with the carries. I don't give a shit about carries. It's the same thing with Carlos Hyde. You think I'm picking up Carlos Hyde for carries? No, I'm picking up Carlos Hyde because he's on a terrible team that are going to be losing every game by double digits, and he's going to get a bunch of dump-offs. That's why. You have Carlos Hyde in Week 9. You're flexing him specifically in hopes that the team is losing and he gets lots of dump-offs. I don't want my team winning. I don't. Want, if my team is winning, if I'm the Cardinals and I'm up 20, that's not good for the only running back we should really give a damn about. The only running back with any kind of upside is Chase Edmonds. And if they're up 20, they're going to be handing it to James Conner, and that helps exactly nobody. Nobody is helped by that. You shouldn't want that. You shouldn't want that. It's counterintuitive. You would want your running backs losing. Not, not necessarily 
getting totally blown out and then they get scripted off the field or they get rested for you know, straight backup players. You don't want that. You don't want them to be a 40-point blowout and then they're not playing in the fourth quarter. That See, that you don't want. But you would like the team to be down 10, have to go to the hurry-up offense, and then lots of dump-offs, lots of dump-offs. And ideally, 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 I just glitched. I just, did you see me glitch? I just glitched out there. Ideally, it's a quarterback like Peyton Manning, Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, Drew Brees. He has to dump it off. Can't scramble. If you run a 505-40 or a 5-0-40 or a 5-10-40, that's Phillip Rivers, that's Peyton Manning, that's Eli Manning, that's Drew Brees. Those are your best checkdown quarterbacks of all time. Those guys, right? Just ask James White whether he enjoyed having a statue at quarterback in Tom Brady. Yes, 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 yes. This is what we want. This, this is what we want. This is why Ty Johnson's interesting. This is why Ty Johnson's been a top 20 running back the last few weeks. I like Ty Johnson, too. I think it's easy. I think you look up and you can't believe Ty Johnson's available in so many leagues. He's only rostered in like 10%, 12% of leagues. Like, what is going on? McNichols is, is rostered nowhere because he was relegated to the number three running back in Tennessee. So he's there. I'm going after him in the Scott Fishbowl every league. Go get McNichols. I'm all in on McNichols. Even if Boston Scott's available, and he's not available in most leagues, but if you're in some joke league where no one picked up Boston Scott, idiots. But if you're in a league where Boston Scott happens to be available, I hope no one in this, is anyone in the chat, can someone volunteer shamefully that you're in a league, a lame league where Boston Scott is still available? And you see, the, 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 what's so shameful about it, not that you, you're in a pathetic league, but also that you didn't pick him up and you didn't play him. I played him. I picked up and played Boston Scott in the Scott Fish Bowl. Thank you very much. But you're not me. I understand. You're not me. You can aspire to be me, but you're not me. I'm in these super competitive leagues with all these cool guys and gals, right? All these experts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these patron leagues where people are paying to be in the league with me. I understand that most of you don't have that luxury. I get it. I get it. Jeremy C. Jeremy C. You're a good man, Jeremy. You're a good man. He's in a 12-team league. That's PPR. And he admitted that Boston Scott is available. That is admirable. That he would step forward, soaked in shame, that he didn't pick up Boston Scott in a 12-team league, and that he's, he's in a league with 11 other bozos, right? 11 other incompetents. That he would actually admit that. like These are my friends. These are my colleagues. These are the people I'm competing with. This is what I find to be fun. That he would volunteer to admit this publicly on YouTube is admirable. So let's all just... <laughs> let's just clap for Jeremy C. Jeremy C. By the way, all those people in the 10-team leagues, I don't care about your 10-team league. 10-team league is not a real league. Okay, It starts with 12-team leagues. That's a real league. 12 on up. 10-team league I, I, doesn't exist to me. I'll pretend you didn't say that. And I'm ashamed that I'm doing a show that even attracts anyone in a 10-team league. Gross. Jeremy sees it a 12-team league. That's, that's a legitimate league, and he should be legitimately ashamed that he's actually in that league and that he didn't pick up 
Boston Scott. I mean, I, I, I mean, he was just he must have just been looking at the box score, just staring, staring off like, can't believe it. Hope I hope Podfather doesn't doesn't find out about this, right? And then now now I found out. Now I found out, and you've been found out. You volunteered, and I appreciate that very much. You could have you could have hid your shame, right? You could have hid under the table. You could have pretended like I didn't ask. Yeah, I didn't hear you. Oh, what was that? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I'll just keep listening. No engagement with the show. No, no. He said no. No, 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 no. Now is where I take my stand. I, I raise my head and I say, I'm that guy. I appreciate you, man. I pre- you know what? Jeremy C. Free t-shirt. Jeremy C. Free t-shirt. You deserve it. Podfather at rotounderworld.com. Email me your address and your shirt size. And I will send you a shirt. It'll say shame on the back, but you deserve it. You're a strong man. Most people wouldn't do that. Most people would hide. Most people wouldn't admit this, but you're a good man. You're a good man, Jeremy. Enjoy the shirt! So, McNichols, right? I've seen so many prioritizing Peterson. Get out of here with the carries. Take your carries Stuff them in a sack and throw them out the window. Drive down the road. Throw them out the window. Just like Big Lebowski. Just throw the bag out the window. Right? And let the nihilists on the motorcycles have it. We want some money, Lebowski. Yeah. Otherwise, we kill the girl. Yeah. It seems you have forgotten our little deal, Lebowski. You don't have the fucking girl, dipshit. We know you never did. Are these the Nazis, Walter? No, Donnie, these men are nihilists. There's nothing to be afraid of. We don't care. We still want the money, Lepovsky. We fuck you up. Fuck you. Fuck the three of you. No. Without a hostage, there is no ransom. That's what ransom is. Those are the fucking rules. His girlfriend gave up her toll. She thought we'd been getting million dollars. It's not fair. Fair? Who's the fucking nihilist around here, you bunch of fucking crybabies? So cool that Walter, hey, look, pal, there never was any money. The big Lebowski gave me an empty briefcase, so take it up with him, man. And I would like my undies back. This guy's gonna hurt us, Walter? No, Donnie. These men are cowards. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want the carries. Take your carries, get the fuck out. Unless you're Derrick Henry. If you're not Derrick Henry, last time I checked, Adrian Peterson's 18 years older than Derrick Henry. And Adrian Peterson probably needs to stay retired. He's very likely to either be incredibly inefficient, totally embarrassed by his performance, or get hurt because he can no longer avoid contact and his connective tissue and his muscles, ligaments, everything is just old. So I... For lots of reasons, I think that Adrian Peterson should stay away from the sport, enjoy his health, and not continue to risk it for nothing, literally nothing. Like, honestly, the Titans are going to win the Super Bowl. Not sure why. He, it, it, You know what? I, I do know why. I, I say I'm not, I, I do know why. Why did I say I don't know why? I know exactly why. This is his profession. This is his passion. This is his identity. This is who he is. If he has an opportunity to play, he's going to do it. He's going to express himself in the way that he knows how to express himself the best to the world. And he's going to squeeze every last drop of football out of life and life out of football. 
And you have to admire that. You have to admire that. I do admire that. I mean, one of these days, there's going to be a waiver-wired show. And I'm going to lose the air guitar chops. I'm not going to know who to pick up. I'm not going to have the Khalil Herberts just ready for you to help you win your league. I'm not going to have these served up for you every Tuesday. It's going to be pathetic. It's going to be sad. But I'm going to keep doing it because this is what I love doing. Air guitar with Khalil Herbert and Jeremy McNichols. Who doesn't want that? How could you not? So the priority is McNichols. Then if somehow, someway, Boston Scott's available, I go Boston Scott. Then Ty Johnson. I've not seen Ty Johnson prioritized by others listing the top pickups for the week. And I'm like, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Again, Mike White runs a 50540. Not a 4540. <laughs> a 50540. <laughs> got to be careful with that. And his checkdown game is elite, right? The target share to running backs, the New York Jets, was as high as any team in the league all season in week eight. This is what you want. And Ty Johnson's fast. He's electric in space. He is a quality receiver. He's efficient at the catch point. He does not drop passes. He's turning up field, and he is exploding past defenders. This, this is what you want. This is what Jeremy McNichols can do. McNichols and Ty Johnson are strikingly similar players. These are underrated and disparaged college running backs who fell to day three because the scouting industrial complex does not appreciate explosiveness and receiving skills enough, right? The, the, the scouting industrial complex, the game scouts across the NFL do not focus on the right details, which is why a McNichols and why a Ty Johnson don't get drafted early and why they languish on depth charts around the league because the coaches don't appreciate them either. Then when they get in the game, it's like, oh, look at that guy. Who's that guy? Right? You're there with a football fan who's not even in fantasy. Doesn't have a dynasty league team. Doesn't have Ty Johnson everywhere. Is not, not playing on Underdog Fantasy. UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code Underworld. Where you get now a $100 deposit match. If you put in 100 as a first-time depositor, you get 100 to play NBA pickums, NFL pickums. Let's say you weren't drafting 700 best ball teams like we were this summer. Maybe you don't know who Ty Johnson is. But many of you have him on underdog as your final pick, and congratulations. And now we're seeing why. It doesn't even matter. Who cares? Michael Carter, Michael Schmarter, Michael Farter, Michael Darter, Michael Carter, <laughs> Michael Martyr. We don't want him. I like Michael Carter. I don't want him to be a martyr. The last thing I want is for Michael Carter to be a Ty Johnson martyr. You don't want that. We don't want that. We want both of them healthy and productive, and I think they will be, as long as Mike White is the quarterback. And we now have to have the conversation, is Mike White just better than Zach Wilson? Because Mike White was truly prolific, incredibly prolific for two seasons at Western Kentucky. More prolific than Zach Wilson against similar levels of competition. And then Mike White excelled at the Senior Bowl and then Mike White had a better game with the Jets last week than Zach Wilson has in his entire career. But you decide. You decide who's better, Zach Wilson or Mike White. Clearly, the Jets believe in 
Zach Wilson. They think he should just get back there and just hold the ball and hold the ball and hold the ball and wait for Dax Milne to, to get open deep against South Carolina State, right? That that's that's what he's doing. He's like, wait, wait, we're not wait, we're not playing Troy? Wait, what's happening? Where's Dax Milne? Wait, he's on Washington? Wait, am I in the NFL? What the fuck's going on? Get Mike White in here. He actually knows what he's doing. He knows where he is. He's like, woo, no one's open. Oh, running back. No one's open. Running back. Running back. Running back. Running back. Love Mike White. You won't believe the two quarterback leagues, super flex leagues, that I'm in where Mike White was not picked up. Was not picked up. Now, I picked him up in leagues where I needed a quarterback, but in leagues where I'm good at quarterback, I'm like, I wonder if anyone's going to pick up Mike White. And then no one did. And I was like, shame. Shame, you have a starting quarterback who was prolific in college. It's not like this is some tomato can quarterback. This guy was really good. And the reason why the Jets were comfortable with him as their backup quarterback is because he's good enough. And he's experienced enough to just running back. That's that's all you have to do. He's he's just like a, a, a bigger, less athletic version of Mac Jones. That's what he looked like in week eight. I mean, Say what you want. That's what he looked like. So Ty Johnson and Jeremy McNichols are priorities, assuming Boston Scott is already rostered. But those are those are the big three because they catch passes. Now, Carlos Hyde also catches passes. Carlos Hyde has an 88-target season on his resume. He can catch passes unlike Adrian Peterson. So to just to get that one game where Carlos Hyde is playing this week, I think it's going to be the Carlos Hyde show. I want that over... A, a season of Adrian Peterson up the middle. So I'll, I'll take the one game where I think we can safely assume Carlos Hyde's going to get five plus targets. I'll take that over Adrian Peterson's up the middle runs for the rest of the season. It's, it's not about the carries, everybody. It's just, it's just not. They get the bills at home. So it's a home game, which we like. So I think it'll be close enough. I don't think it's going to be 50 point blowout where they bring in Divine, Devine, Ogzigbo. I think it's Divine. Could be Devine. Pretty sure it's Divine. But Ogzigbo is interesting. Ogzigbo has this McNichols quality to his game that he has the size, he has the explosiveness, he has the receiving skills, the team likes him. If it is a true blowout, we're going to see some Ogzigbo in the second half, which will be interesting. I'll be monitoring this very closely. I like Ogzigbo. Hoping that because it's a home game, it'll be close enough. The Bills play fast, which will force Jacksonville to play even faster. And then that, that'll hopefully lead to maybe even 8 to 10 targets for Carlos Hyde. That's what I'm chasing. I'm not chasing between the tackles, carries. Not chasing the touchdowns. It's Jacksonville, right? You think Adrian Peterson will score touchdowns? Maybe. But touchdowns are highly random. I don't know if there's going to be touchdowns scored. Adrian Peterson could score one touchdown this year. He could score five. I have no idea. But if you're, you're chasing the guy falling forward for a touchdown, you're doing it wrong. You're just doing it wrong. That, that was the whole purpose of this show. I went live thinking this is the entire purpose of this show, to make sure the people know what to focus on when they're picking up running backs on the waiver wire. This is such a deep week of waiver wire options. It's so fun. Like in previous weeks, 
The guys that are now the sixth, seventh, eighth priorities, they were top five. Marlon Mack continues to be a deep stash for the next 24 hours or four hours. <laughs> Damn watch. Doesn't work. <laughs> Jared Patterson is a great stash because Antonio Gibson is looking at a lost season. He's not right. He's not. He's a hairline fracture. It may heal while he's playing on it. This can happen. It'll heal slower, but it can heal over time. So maybe by December, Antonio Gibson's back to Antonio Gibson. But for now, Jarrett Patterson is splitting the touches. He's more than a breather back. I just don't like this team. I don't want any part of this team. This team is gross. So I'm not as enthusiastic about Jarrett Patterson as I normally would because Jarrett Patterson also undersized on the surface, but he has the BMI and he was super durable and prolific at Buffalo. We just don't know him as a pass catcher and he's sharing a field with J.D. McKissick, who is the specialist receiver in that offense. So you're not going to expect big boom performances without a lot of activity in the passing game from Jarrett Patterson, which is why we have him prioritized below the Adrian Petersons, which is unfortunate. I like him. Wish Jarrett Patterson went went to Tennessee. That'd be a fun that'd be a fun offense. Patterson and McNichols, I'd be that would be exciting. Also continuing to stash Salvon Ahmed, he incrementally carving out a bigger role, 3% growth in his role every week. So by the time maybe by week 18, Ahmed will be the primary back. We'll see. And speaking of growth, you can't imagine how excited I am that we are sponsored by my favorite of all the sponsors, Blue Chew. Because confidence in life can take you very, very, very far. And it can also help you in the bedroom. Blue Chew is a chewable tablet with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. We're brought to you by boners. You can take them in the day. You can take them at night. Whenever the opportunity arises. And you can do it all online. No visits to the doctor's office. No awkward conversations. Not that this is awkward. Embrace boners, people. Yes, you must consult a licensed medical provider. But once you're approved, you can get your prescription within days. So get off the couch. Take out your toolbox. <laughs> and get to work. Bluechew.com. Because you could benefit from some extra confidence. It's go time. Blue Chew can help. BlueChew.com. And use the promo code PODFATHER to try it free at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. BlueChew.com. Promo code PODFATHER. And you receive your first month free. You just pay shipping and handling. BlueChew.com. Promo code PODFATHER. All right. Back to running backs. Samaj P. Ryan is a priority stash just in case of injury. If the trade deadline expires, Marlon Mack is also a priority stash just in case there's a Jonathan Taylor injury. Heaven forbid. We want Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor healthy, but Mack and P. Ryan are quality breather backs for now, and, and they would be true handcuff backs should an injury befall Jonathan Taylor or Joe Mixon. Jeff Wilson is a stash. Again, we, we need Elijah Mitchell to stay healthy, but Jeff Wilson is lurking. Derek Gore is a guy who's on a great offense or was a great offense, is an offense people think was great, now is just okay. But still, Derek Gore is a guy 
who's getting he's getting carries and getting some touches. So is Scotty Phillips. Scotty Phillips rising up the depth chart. He's a guy on an offense. Jamar Jefferson is essentially the handcuff back to Jamal Williams. So he gave you what Jamal Williams would have given you. Remember, there's also the possibility that the James Robinson injury is more serious than reported as well. So there's multiple reasons why we prioritize Hyde over Peterson. Jordan Howard and Ugzigbo are other stashes. Jordan Howard looked better than he's looked in years. He looked more nimble. He looked more explosive than I've seen him in many, many years. The stash options petered out there, but that's a strong group of running backs to either pick up or stash this week on the waiver wire. The opposite is true for receivers. We have Van Jefferson. Every week is a Van Jefferson. Always a top three receiver to grab. Van Jefferson, get Van Jefferson, get Van And then we hear, oh, Deshaun Jackson's agitating for a trade. He wants to get out. Okay, so then now it'll be Van Jefferson at Z running those double moves, running those deep routes full time. You want Van Jefferson on deep breaking routes tethered to Matthew Stafford. That's your number one priority. If he's still available, I doubt he is. We've been talking about him for so many weeks. As a priority, add, just lean into the volatility of what Van Jefferson gives you. But if he's somehow available, please, please get him. You spend up to 15% of your fab on him. Most of your fab budget goes to running backs, almost always. Running back, running back. You want to spend about 80% of your budget on running backs and 20% on other positions when you're bidding on free agents. Elijah Moore also. Now, Corey Davis is going to return soon, flooding that Jets passing game with mediocrity, but but Elijah Moore is actually good, so he could rise above with efficiency, so I like Elijah Moore as a free agent ad this week if you need wide receiver help. Brian Edwards is better, though. Brian Edwards is a true alpha, and I love those bi-week stashes. It's just that because Edwards is coming off a bye, in fab bidding... You can spend less on Edwards than you would on more. If you want to get both of them, you'd actually bid more on more than Edwards. But I would rather start Edwards. I'd rather start Quez Watkins. But neither of these players are expensive in bidding. So when you're bidding, you're going to bid a little bit more if you want to get Elijah Moore. But Edwards and Watkins are better values. Jalen Rager getting hurt. Zach Ertz getting traded helps both Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins. This is... Target Conservation 101. Quez Watson's going to run more routes, going to get more targets, and he runs that 4 3 He's going to go down the field, get you some splash plays, lean into the volatility. Quez Watkins is the new Van Jefferson. I also think that Al Lazard's going to be dropped because he had COVID. He might have got locked in people's lineups. They then drop him. Go pick him up because he's still the starter for Aaron Rodgers. That's still true, and he's been activated from the COVID list already. Stash Tyler Johnson. He's the ultimate handcuff wide receiver. So you stash the ultimate handcuff wide receiver. If you have room, heading into the bye. That's the trick. That's the trick. Because of all the passing games you would want exposure to, even more than the Rams, you want exposure to the Buccaneers passing game. This is a quarterback that can support three top 20 wide receivers in fantasy football. In week 10, Godwin could go down with a concussion. Mike Evans could sprain a toe. Or Antonio Brown could experience a setback. The handcuff wide receiver is a rare entity. You get one a year that you can pinpoint, oh, that's a handcuff wide receiver. I would argue this, this year it's been Van Jefferson and it's been Tyler Johnson. However, Van Jefferson has had standalone value. 
Tyler Johnson, with the return of Antonio Brown, will not have standalone value, so he's a pure handcuff. It's rare that you would roster a pure handcuff wide receiver. Tyler Johnson's the exception. Curtis Samuel is going to be back soon. They keep refusing to put him on the IR, which tells me he's going to be back. Nelson Aguilar is delivering some splash plays. He's getting ramped up. I think he and Mac Jones are developing some rapport. So I'm, I'm trying to go get some Aguilar where available. Mac Jones looking better and better. I think he's just improving throughout the year. The trajectory for Mac Jones and this entire offense continues to point up. Jamal Agnew, he's a guy that's out here catching passes. And if you need a guy that's catching passes, you want Jamal Agnew. Maybe you'd prefer Gabriel Davis this week because they're playing Jacksonville. They could rest Diggs and Sanders and Beasley in the fourth quarter. That would open up even more targets for Gabriel Davis. They're playing more 10 personnel with Dawson Knox out. So I think that as long as Dawson Knox is out, you can play Gabriel Davis in deep leagues. But if you, you need to pencil in the targets, if you need more of a floor play, just get me 10 fantasy points, get me five plus targets and 10 plus fantasy points. It's Jamal Agnew. I don't even know who he is, right? I didn't know who Mike White was a year ago. I didn't know who Jamal Agnew was a month ago. But because we have playerprofiler.com, you're like, okay, okay. Sometimes nothing matters except the guys out here getting targets week in, week out. And that's that's what I'm banking on. That's what I'm going to bank on this week. It's really, it's a sad state of affairs for LaVisca Chenault. He's getting outplayed by Jamal Agnew, which is why I have him on the block in Dynasty. I mean, get LaVisca Chenault out of my face. Nate, listen, I talked about Chenault on the Sonic Truth podcast. He's the ultimate enigma wide receiver in that he's built like A.J. Brown. He performed like A.J. Brown in college in his sophomore season before the injury. And now he's just Cordell Patterson. We have to wait eight years for him to sign with Atlanta and get converted to running back for him to be fantasy relevant. No thanks. Not waiting eight years for LaVisca Chenault to get converted to running back. His target depth is just behind the line of scrimmage at this point. So all the more reason to play some Agnew and cry. Just sobbing, just tears, tears streaming down if you're playing Agnew. And if you have Chenault, I mean, just tears, just tears streaming down. It's a tear play. It's a sob play. It's awful. Nico Collins is fun. Nico Collins is a proper alpha, but the Tom Savage corollary tells us, really, you only want Brandon Cooks in that offense. Traquan Smith, you're going to get some boom performances. Now it's Taysom Hill. The probability goes down even further of a boom performance from Traquan Smith. I'd rather have Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's coming back, but he's not going to take the number one job. That's Lazard's. But Scantling's going to give you some boom performance. He's going he's to be this discount, lesser version of Van Jefferson. Tajay Sharp, the target leader in Atlanta, I guess. Desperation flex if you need it. Desperation fourth receiver if you start that deep. I guess. I guess. Ew. Ashton Doolin, though. Ashton Doolin's a guy that I'm, I'm stashing. Four more targets. Deep. Pass interference calls. Unlucky. Has a, one of the more impressive sleeper receiver profiles on playerprofiler.com. But if you need to stream someone in that offense, I would, I'd rather stream Zach Pascal, sadly. It's another just tears streaming downstream. Oh, my God. Tears streaming down option. God, we're innovating. Another term. A tears streamer. 
Streaming tears. Yes. Yes. With Zach Pascal, you're streaming tears. Even more tears than Jamal Agnew. Dynasty, though. Stashing Doolin. Truther. Truther. Truthers unite around Jeremy McNichols this week. And, and, and we are gathering strength around Ashton Doolin as well. Tight end streamers. It's all about Pat Fryermuth. You may not get him. I think you should prioritize him. I think he's going to be a streamer that just becomes a full-time starter like Tyler Conklin. You can also stream Cole Kmet this week. I think this is a Cole Kmet week. I'm not point chasing with Dan Arnold, but he's a good option this week, as is Tommy Sweeney. Could be a Tommy Sweeney week. Wasn't last week. Could be this week. Moelle Cox. Ugh, God, it gets so barren so quickly. A lot of fun quarterback streamers. Taysom Hill. Justin Fields, though Justin Fields really should be picked up and, and held as a possible set it and forget it Konami QB. That could be Taysom Hill too. So I wouldn't drop Fields or Hill if they underperform this week. I want to see multiple weeks of Hill and Fields. You want to give those Konami QBs the benefit of the doubt. Finally, Jimmy Garoppolo is another streaming option. When you're streaming quarterback, you want to key on the opposing quarterback, the opposing offense. Is this an up-tempo offense with a prolific quarterback? The 49ers are facing Arizona, so the answer is yes. And for that reason, I'm playing Garoppolo. He had a big game where he's rushing for all these yards, touchdowns, and throwing for over 300 yards, but no touchdowns. Just a bizarre box score last week for Jimmy Garoppolo, but encouraging, encouraging box score for Garoppolo. I'm playing him this week. Bridgewater with all these weapons. Judy back. Albert Okwebunum back. I'm hesitant to play Bridgewater, but the weapons are so good that I would consider it because Dak Prescott will hopefully tow Bridgewater into a shootout. We're hoping. We're hoping Dak comes back, tows him into a shootout. But I prefer Hill Fields Garoppolo. If none of them are available, you know who I'm streaming. Oh, you know who I'm streaming. The slowest quarterback in the league, who was the most efficient quarterback in the league last week. You know I'm talking about my boy, Mike White. Scotty Phillips rising up the depth chart. He's a guy on an offense. He's a guy on an offense. He's a guy on an offense. Did I say four or five? No, no. Did I say four or five? What did I say? I think I might, we have to, might have to edit that in the editing room. I definitely said four or five forty. That was a mistake. That would be incredibly fast. <laughs> that would be much closer to Justin Fields. That's not what I'm talking about. Get out of here with the carries. Take your carries, stuff them in a sack, and throw them out the window. To drive down the road, throw them out the window, just like Big Lebowski. Just throw the bag out the window, right? And let the nihilists on the motorcycles have it. I don't want the carries. Take your carries. Get the fuck out. He's in a league with 11 other bozos. And I'm ashamed that I'm doing a show 
that even attracts anyone in a 10-team league gross. Most people wouldn't admit this, but you're a good man. And I will send you a shirt. It'll say shame on the back. Good man, Jeremy. Enjoy the shirt! He's in a league with 11 other bozos. Embrace boners, people!